Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I will be your host. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard the call-in number given to you, and that is 303-690-3000. So give me a call and love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Uh, take you to the Word of the Lord, uh, and to pray for you as well, as I'm sure that many of you that are listening, you have prayer requests, and love to be able to do that for you and minister to you in any way that I can here for the next hour. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines. Grab it early, and we begin the week here on this Monday, being able to come together And this is really your show, uh, Calvary Live. And so just um, love to uh, have you just call in and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's um, go to the Word of God. Maybe you heard a Bible study. Maybe you were meeting with some Christians uh, in a Bible study and a question came up. Uh, Perhaps uh, you uh, had a devotion where you're wondering about a section of Scripture Uh, Let's look at it together, and let's uh, go to God's Word. And I know that He wants to edify, encourage, instruct, and it's just a wonderful thing for us to be able to do. So just thank you uh, for tuning in and and, uh, looking forward to what the Lord uh, has for us here on this show this afternoon, 303-690-3000. There is another means for you to be able to ask a question or to give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. It's a different number, and that number is 720 I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show, uh, but let's get the phones ringing as soon as they do, and calls come in. We'll go to the phone lines, and we'll go to the text line uh, as we have time in the show. But I want to just take a minute and welcome all the Grace FM listeners here on this Monday. You're listening live today on the show. And um, just uh, got a cold wind blowing from the north. Hopefully the mountains are getting snow. And um, we need to be praying for our snowpack. It's below uh, average and it's dry up here. And, you know, snow's important, especially up here in Greeley, an agricultural area for the winter wheat and and we just went through a drought last year, and so we're praying for that moisture to come in and uh, and um, for the Lord just to bless the land with snow and with moisture. And uh, But it is cold, and we got some snow moving in, and maybe there's some snow on the, uh, some of the listening area as you are tuned in all along the Front Range from Pueblo and Colorado Springs up through Met- Denver and the metro area, two different uh, stations— 101.7 in Southern Colorado 
and then 89.7 FM up here in northern Colorado that reached clear up into southern Wyoming, Laramie, and Cheyenne. Welcome, all of you. Love to hear from you wherever you're at. Maybe you're on your way home from work or picking up the kids at school. A lot of the uh, kids are trying in schools to get back into in-person. Pray that's going well, and it's been a difficult season. I know it has for all of us during this time, and love to be able to um, just uh, encourage you in any way that we can. Uh, maybe uh, you're starting your day uh, and you're going to work on a swing shift or something. Give me a call if you got an opportunity. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. I want to welcome all those who are listening on Hope or Truth FM or maybe another Christian radio station that has picked up Calvary Live. As you do listen to the program, uh, that you are week delayed, but you can call in at the call-in number that I just gave to you, and we can have our conversation, and then you can listen to it a week later. But we also have online listeners from all over the country, even international listeners as well. So we welcome you to uh, this Monday's edition of Calvary Live. Give me a call. Let's see what the Lord has for us. Love to talk to you. In the meantime, we're going to go to Denver. Dominic is on line one. Hi, Dominic. Hi, yes. Um, good afternoon, Pastor. Um, How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. I am... So I'm calling um, a question about being unequally yoked um, with a Mm -hmm. spouse. Um, When I originally got into my marriage, uh, my husband actually brought me um, closer to the Lord. And uh, he was battling addiction, um, a drug addiction. But he had been through rehab and whatnot, and he really wanted to kind of stay on the right path. But I wasn't serving the Lord at the time. I was worldly at the time. So um, we were not on the same page. But nonetheless, he continued to pour into me, and here I am now. The tables have turned, and now I want to serve the Lord, and my husband doesn't. Um, yeah. So that was nine years ago. Nine years later, um, there's been severe addiction issues with my husband, and then eventually it kind of trickled down to myself. I started drinking heavily because of the addiction in my husband, which was a drug addiction. And yeah. um, there was also a domestic violence issue, which really impacted me um, pretty severely. It almost I'm took sorry. my life. Thank you. Um, it was really bad. And, you know, it was the first time ever that my husband had ever been violent with me, but he was under the influence. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody told me it's time to leave him. This is it. It's been nine years of this addiction. Now it's almost costed your life. What more? You know what, Pastor? I didn't get a piece from the Lord to leave my husband. Yeah. Um, I felt that Lord, the Lord showed me to give him grace. My pastor came to my side. Um, my pastor is also a Calvary pastor. And he um, said, I'm going to come in agreement with you, and if this is what you feel that the Lord is showing you, then let's pray about it. And we did get into marital counseling and stuff, and things actually kind of went in our favor. After the sentencing occurred, they were trying to give my husband a long time in jail. And anyway, the Lord worked in our favor. He ended up getting off of the jail sentencing, but he did get an intense probation. But once that happened, my husband went back to his old ways. And um, it was really discouraging for me because I thought, here I am, like, really trying for my marriage, and now you're back, you know, to the same old ways. And so I'm just in a situation where I really don't know how to proceed. And my husband, I I feel like he really, in in my spirit, I feel like my husband wants to serve the Lord, but he is so tormented by this addiction that he's been on for almost 20 years. And I just don't know how to proceed. Um, I, I honestly don't have peace for divorce 
honestly, I have fasted, right. I have prayed, and I don't mm-hmm. feel that peace from the Lord. So it's getting daunting. <laughs> it is. And I can imagine just what you've told me in five minutes has been a long journey for you, Dominic. And I am so sorry for the hurt and for the difficulty and the uh, pain that you've gone through. And, you know, I want you to know this, first of all, that the Lord is with you and that he does see and he desires to work and to strengthen you and to help you. A couple things that that I just want to comment on in your uh, conversation to me is that, first of all, you're blessed that you have a pastor that's come alongside of you to give you counsel, to encourage you, to pray with you. And and I hope that you have some people in the fellowship to encourage you as well. That's a huge key. Thank you. And, yes. and that is such a tremendous blessing because I talk to a lot of people that are on this journey um, that they are alone and they don't belong to a church or haven't been to a church or they feel like they don't have the support of the church and, and other brothers and sisters. So they're going to be there to support you and pray for you um, in your time of need. Second Absolutely. of all, you're in a place of waiting, and I and that's a hard place to be, the place of waiting on the Lord uh, to work. You know, this Sunday, we're going to go over that story where Jesus goes up to Tyre and Sidon, and he goes in that area where a mother comes to him, and she begins to plead with him, saying that my daughter is vexed with, severely by a demon, and and Jesus draws her into, as she just, she expresses, she's an incredible woman, absolutely incredible, that everything was going against her, but she had one thing that she did. She had one option, and that was to cry out to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And she said, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. My daughter, and that's where you're at right now. You're just saying, Lord, help me. That's your option right now. And he hears you. And, and, you know, know, Pastor, honestly, and and I'm sorry to interject, but I wanted to say, Mm -hmm. like, one of my cries of the Lord is that I want this to be used for His glory. Like, nobody in the world is is believing that this is going to work out. Like, your husband's been on drugs for 20 years. You know, he he almost murdered you. Like, why do you still see a light here? And I'm like, because I know that I know that I know that the Lord's going to use this for His glory as long as I am obedient, as long as I am continuing to hear His voice. But the discouragement is getting very heavy, and the more that I, the more that I yeah. fast, the more that I pray, I feel like the further my husband gets. But, but I also, when I read my Word, and I'm into some books as well um, that I got from my church and stuff, and it's the Lord. You know, there's a book I'm reading. It's called Married and How to Stay That Way. And yeah, by Steve that book Carr. is powerful. You know, yeah. and I, it, the Lord is just showing me grace. Pray, I'm gonna move. Grace, yeah. pray, I'm gonna move. But it's been like a year and a half. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it probably seems like an eternity, a year and a half. So, you know, you you are getting very good counsel. You got prayer. We're going to pray for you. You know, I'm sure that you've been shared with 1 Corinthians chapter 7, that, you know, here they were coming out of all this immorality and things like that, the Corinthian church, and Paul talks about that, you know, if your unbelieving spouse, what, where your husband is spiritually, you said he's the one that brought you initially Absolutely, closer yes. to the Lord. And, and But as long as they're willing to stay, you stay. But it doesn't mean you have to stay under an abusive situation. And and you you are to be in a place that is safe. And mm-hmm. um, 
and you can use the governing authorities, which I, I kind of understand that's what you have done. But okay. you're in that place of prayer. You're in that place of waiting on the Lord. And we're going to pray for you. And you're in a place where I'm, I'm so blessed to hear that you have a, a, a good pastor and yeah. people that are journeying with you. And the Lord is with you as well. So, um, Thank you very much, Pastor. And, and you know, I, I can't imagine how difficult it is for you, but we can sure our hearts go out to you. So, Father, I pray for my sister. I just pray she has um, just has, Lord, gone through a difficult journey for all these years. And, and Lord, you know exactly every minute of it. And I just pray for a miracle in this, in this marriage. And I believe you're going to honor her because she desires to honor you to keep her marriage vows, and, and Lord, to, to trust in you that you are working. And, Lord, I pray that you would. I pray that you free her husband from these drugs. You're the only one that can do that. You have the power to do that, and that you would free him, and that somehow his eyes would be opened spiritually, his heart would be softened. He would realize that what he's doing is bringing so much hurt to his family, to his wife. And, Lord, that um, that he would get the help that he needs, that you bring the healing that he needs. And, Lord, that you would just work in this marriage to where you would be glorified and people would see it. That is the desire here, and that people would glorify you in every way. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would, that you would just bless this marriage, that you would restore, that you would heal and Lord, for Dominic, that you give her the strength and the comfort that she needs hour by hour and day by day. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, very much for your support. You bet. And you call any time. We're here to Thank pray you. for you. Thank you so Absolutely. much. I hope to visit your church someday. God bless you. I, if you do, <laughs> you make sure that you come up and introduce yourself to me, okay? I definitely will. Thank you so much. It, yeah, it would be an honor to meet you. So, thank you, Pastor. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, uh-huh. Stop. Okay, we got all open lines. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. The call in number. Maybe you need prayer. Maybe you got a question. Love to talk with you. Grab one of those open lines. We got all open lines right now. The text line is seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. One of the blessings about Calvary Live is is. You know, people call and, and with difficult situations and in their honesty, just expressing what they're going through, and we can we can pray for them. And um, and I would encourage you to you know just um, join in as we do, and and um, we can uh, just pray for those that we hear on the radio and continue to lift them up. And and I encourage you to do that. And uh, and we want to be able to also help with your questions. And so this is your show, so give me a call. we got all open lines. Love to hear from you. And we're going to go to the text line as we're waiting. But there was interesting text question, and I wanted to answer it as we're waiting for the phone calls to come in. Uh, but there was a question of, should we as Christians be scared of what may be ahead for us in 2021? And And I think that as I talk with people that— with all the uncertainty, even as we were in 2020 and we move into 2021 for various reasons, people are afraid, people are wondering, all the uncertainty and stuff. And I don't believe that we as Christians need to be afraid. Um, we don't need to be afraid what um, 
could come to us as Christians, the atmosphere towards Christians? Are we going to be persecuted more? Usually that is uh, the the wondering behind questions like this. I don't know, as the person texts in, what exactly um, what they're thinking of economically, uh, spiritually uh, in our nation. Uh, but we don't need to be scared, but we are to be prepared. And I think that's the key for us. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the things above, not on the things of this world. And the way for us to stand fast is stand fast in the Word of God. You know, Paul, as he was writing to the Corinthian church, the last last exhortation that he gave to them in his first letter was that you watch, and we're to be watchful. Be watchful, watch out for the enemy, because he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And then also be watching for the Lord. Be the wise and faithful servant that's looking for the return of their master. And then he says, stand fast in the faith. And the way to stand fast is be standing firm in the Word of God, be established in the Word of God. And it's so important for us, and that includes being discerning of the days in which we are living in. We are in very unique times, and the Bible speaks of the times that we are living in. And and so then to be brave um, and to be strong in all that you do, do with love. So we don't need to be scared. Um, All throughout the Bible says, don't be afraid. And even, I think, about a month ago as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, that it was told to those shepherds that in a very difficult time, people were afraid, um, that the news was, don't be afraid, for born unto you in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. So we don't need to be afraid because we have the Lord. We belong to a kingdom that will last forever, and we... um, are ones that uh, have a glorious plan uh, for us that's going to unfold, and he's going to keep his promises. So don't be scared, but be prepared. Be prepared, keep watching, stand fast in the faith, be grounded in God's Word in every way. Hey, 303-690-3000, I believe we got a couple open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. You are... Um, you are uh, able to text in a question or prayer request. That's the number that you do. And we do have an open line. But let's go to uh, Madia in Denver. Is Hi, is it Madia? Maria, yeah. <laughs> Maria, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling Calvary Live. Oh, thank you. I have a question. Um, I'm planning to read the whole Bible with my 11-year-old daughter. But there is very strong stuff in the Old Testament uh, yeah. about sexual stuff. Yeah. Is it okay for us, I mean, for her to read it with me, or what do you think? Well, that's a good question, and I think I think you're being wise in that, because, you know, when we have children's ministry, one of the reasons that we have children's ministry here at Calvary Chapel is because we want to minister to the children at their level. And... Right. Um, and I want to be able to minister to the adults. So, like, for example, when we're reading those sections that are pretty heavy, and it, and it's just not about immorality, but it's about judgment and all the other things that are pretty heavy for an 11-year-old to to read. And, and first of all, I just want to say I commend you. It blesses me that you desire to read through the Bible with your daughter. But, you know, just be discerning in that. 
um, in those sections that you feel like you know your daughter better than anyone, and she is Mm -hmm. young. And just, you know, to just kind of be able to, um, you know, appropriately read those or to go over those, discuss with her those sections. But, you know, the Bible's very honest, particularly in the Old Testament, about immorality and, you know, the things that were going on. And, you know, you know what um, she's able to handle and stuff. So I think that you can. You can just be wise and discerning. Um, at her age and age appropriate um, as you go through the Bible. But you're going to, you know, focus on the things that really the application that the Lord is showing us and, um, and, and how you do that. You know, you'll be able to do that. You know, you go through the book of Leviticus. It's, you know, it's going to talk about refuge in the camp and all that stuff. You know, she's not going to maybe get a lot of that, but you, you can just say, you know, this chapter deals with, you know, you don't want uncleanness in your heart, in your life. That's what really it is. And to be able to pick a few verses, key verses out of it, you know, things like that. And I I think that's what's going to, you know, help you. And, you know, when David sinned with Bathsheba, you know, that's a story of immorality. But to just focus on that sin really hurt David and hurt his family. And um, And those are the key things that you can just really show to her and kind of pass along to her. All right. Thank you very much. Um, do you want to pray for us? Absolutely. Father, Thank I pray you. for this wonderful mother, godly mother that wants to go through the scriptures with her daughters. And as she does, just help her do that. And I pray that you would just grow both of them and that her daughter would just grow to in your love and in your wisdom. Oh, it blesses me. When, you know, I hear this and and pouring into our children, because you instructed us that we are to teach our children the things of the Lord, speak the word of God to them. And uh, that's been from the very beginning. So I pray uh, that you would just bless this time that they have together in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let me know how it's going, okay? All right. Thank you. Bye. You bet, Marty. I love that. Love that when I hear parents investing in their kids. And, you know, that's our responsibility. That's what we're supposed to be doing. You know, as church here, we have a very, very dynamic and very well-grounded children's ministry. We put a lot of time into it. And our children's ministry director, Angie, um, puts so much time into it. And the volunteers and the teachers um, they love the kids. They pour into the kids. Um, even at the youngest age, or toddlers and and uh, nursery, uh, Celeste, uh, they just they give their very best. And I'm so blessed by those who serve with the children. And, and we take that very serious. And, and sometimes the kids will bring friends that aren't Christians, and we're the primary ones that are going to be ministering the truth and the love of Jesus Christ to them. But listen, parents, I want to remind you, and I know that you know this, but you are the primary one that is to have that godly influence to your children. And make your home a sanctuary and speak of the things of the Lord. And all the way back in Deuteronomy chapter 6, that, you know, speak of the commandments of the Lord to your children day and night and, and get them grounded in the Word of God and pray for them. And so it blesses me when I hear this um, because it is so needed today. 
303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, that's the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. If you're just tuning in, this is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on Calvary Live. And so grab one of those lines. As somebody hangs up, we got a, uh, a line that is open. Let's go to uh, Ped- Pedro in Greeley. Hi, Pedro. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for calling. What can Hi. we do for you, Pedro? What can um, we do for you? I need you. Can you can you pray for me to listen better and to get closer to the God and my mom? Yeah, absolutely, I can. So I'd love to do that, Father. I pray for I this. You. I pray for this young boy who calls and just calling for prayer. I pray that you would bless him and his mom that you would bring them closer to you, that you would grow them in your love, you grow them in your word, that, Lord, that they would perceive your presence. And I thank you that they have a desire, and I know that you're going to honor that. And so, Lord, may they just uh, be in your word and trusting you. Fill them with your joy. Fill them with your strength. And, Lord, guide them and direct them in every way. And, Lord, we know that in your presence is fullness of joy. So, Lord, I just pray that you would bless them in every way. Draw them closer to you. Keep them under the shadow of your wings. Keep them as the apple of your eye. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hey, God bless you, Pedro. Thanks for calling. Call me back anytime you want, okay? Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love it. Love it. Our kids, you know, praying for, you know, to draw closer to the Lord is such a blessing. 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. And in the text line, 720-336-0897. Before we get to break, I want to go to Tony, who's calling from Greeley. Hi, Tony. Hello, Pastor. How are you? I'm okay. Good. How can we pray for you? Um, no, I was just calling in regards of, uh, I talked to Ed Taylor a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, that my sister-in-law was in the hospital with COVID, and she okay. came out, and she's doing better, and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so she's doing better? Yeah. Okay, and the rest of the family? Oh, we're doing pretty good. I had it been almost a year my wife had it it's been almost a year now yeah oh yeah yeah we we've been doing good and i just wanted to ask you if you can Mm -hmm. pay pray for my twin boys they're 18 years old and they're like doing uh i don't know if they're getting involved in gangs or whatever but i just want to pray for them you know absolutely tony father i just pray i pray for Tony, as he called in, first of all, I just thank you that you've brought healing to his family with this COVID that has affected um, them. And Lord, continue to bring complete healing and strength and restoration. But Lord, also, I just pray that you bring spiritual healing to his twin boys, 18. It's They're young. It's easy to get caught up in, um, you know, just the world and the things that the world brings. And I pray that you just somehow put a hedge of protection around them. And, Lord, they wouldn't get caught up in the gangs. They wouldn't get caught up in 
um, all the worldliness and the things that can bring harm. I just pray that you would intervene, Lord, and that you would give Tony just time to be able, and the wisdom to be able to minister to them. And Lord, that you would open up their eyes spiritually and soften their hearts towards you and to see that you have a wonderful plan for them, not the world, not the gangs, not anything that those things bring. So Lord, I just pray for your protective touch upon them and working in their lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tony, we'll be praying, okay? Okay, thank you very much, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. 303-690-3000. So we got all open lines. So grab one of those open lines. We're going to be right back in about 90 seconds in the second half of the show. Text me a text question or prayer request at 720-336-0897. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Thanks of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you and here to take your questions and your prayer requests. The call-in number you just heard is 303-690-3000. I believe we got all open lines. We had a busy first half, but take advantage of the open lines, and let's talk about the things of the Lord here to answer your questions and to pray with you as you give your prayer requests. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. That is a 24 uh, hours a day, seven days a week uh, prayer line for anyone in the country to be able to text in a prayer request, and there will be those who will be praying for you. But during this last half of the show, as we get text questions and prayer requests as time permits, we will go to the text line. So just make sure you're safe as you're texting in a question or prayer request. Just want to give a couple quick announcements as uh, we have a little bit of time here and all open lines, so grab one of those open lines. Uh, here at Calvary Chapel Greeley on Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock. We're doing a study in Matthew's Gospel. More and more people are coming back. It is so wonderful to see classrooms, you know, with the children, and uh, people are hungry. And, and I know perhaps that uh, you may be listening and you're thinking we're not quite ready to go back. We're, I know the online options are there for many churches and for us as well. we got many people listening online. Uh, but uh, we are just really enjoying seeing people come back, and I believe the Lord is just blessing it. And uh, we got different uh, times that we meet during the week as well. And uh, I know we're trying to be careful as much as we can with COVID. It's still serious, uh, but uh, we're also trying to gather together, not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. And it's been quite almost a year. Um, it's coming up. It'll be a year at the beginning of March, we're at the end of January. I don't think any of us thought that it would be this long, that we'd be maneuvering through all this, and not just with church, but with school and work and everything else going on. But the Lord's going to see us through, and He is faithful, and His mercies are new every morning, and His compassion fails not. And so um just want to invite you to 
watch us online. It's incredible study in Matthew on Sunday mornings. And then also Wednesday nights, the book of Ezekiel. And Ezekiel, incredible prophecies and visions that he had. That's online at calvarychapelgreeley.org. That's O-R-G. Calvarychapelgreeley, one word, dot org or on our Facebook Live as well. So I'd love to have you join us for those Bible studies uh, as we just continue to stay the course and uh, and continue to just grow in the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and 720-336-0897 is the text line. We're going to go to the text line real quick. Uh, interesting question. That came up, and I'm not going to read all of it, but just a general answer to it. Uh, who or what do you think Mystery Babylon in the Book of Revelation speaks of? Um, there is a, a question, is it speaking of America? And uh, there are some that do believe that. And the thing about it is, as you go through the Book of Revelation, um, there is... Um, Religious Babylon in chapter 17, commercial Babylon in chapter 18. And so going through the scriptures, Isaiah and Jeremiah, the the proclamations against Babylon, it speaks of total destruction, like Sodom and Gomorrah, and that never really happened, because when the Medes and the Persians came in and took Babylon, they didn't destroy the city. They walked under the walls, took the city, and uh, we know that um, that eventually, as the years went on and it began to decay, I think uh, historically Alexander the Great wanted to make it his headquarters, but never did. But some say that it has to be rebuilt to be a commercial center. And, of course, that's in in today's, um, the country is Iraq and between the Euphrates and Tigris River, and um, so some say, well, it has to be rebuilt for the prophecies to be fulfilled, or that mystery Babylon, the commercial Babylon, maybe it speaks of America. We don't know. It's it's interesting. So there's a couple different thoughts on that. It's worth looking at and studying. Is it speaking of New York? Is it speaking of America? Um, religious Babylon? Uh, there's different ideas of that. But I think the bottom line is, as we see Babylon throughout from Genesis all the way through Revelation, it is speaking about the world system, the world commercial system, and our fornication, and how um, you know merchant of the world are going to mourn at her destruction. And uh, speaking of the city that's destroyed in one hour, um, interesting to look at, and a couple different thoughts on that. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Victor in Fountain. Victor? Yes. How can we pray for you? Uh, I just want to uh, have a prayer for me. Uh, being dealing with addiction, I was military before. Um, I got discharged because of uh, my addiction problem. I mm-hmm. uh, lost my wife and kids. Um, um, and love Jesus. Uh, I was baptized when I was 18 years old, but when I join the military, I guess my life took a different turn, and I was just away from the Lord. Um, recently, um, I just moved recently, like almost two years to Colorado from Florida, uh-huh. and um, 
I've been dealing with mer- uh, like cannabis and uh, addiction to alcohol. Even though I don't go to church, uh, but my my addiction is taking over. Uh, even though I've been clean for the past week, I haven't taken anything because I just prayed to the Lord just to save me and guide me yeah. through. But my yeah, heart going. is just so heavy right now that yeah. I don't know yep. what to do. Well, you did the right thing by calling and asking for prayer, and that's a good thing. And to keep seeking the Lord and calling out to him. And Father, I pray for Victor as Lord, he he very humbly and very honestly comes and he admits that he's struggling with these addictions. Um and Lord, I just pray that as um he is battling this, it has to be a battle one in the spirit. Um, because none of us are strong enough to win a battle like that in the flesh. And Lord, you're able to do that. And I just pray that right now that you supernaturally fill him with your Holy Spirit, that you would give him the power and the just the ability to be free from that. Lord, as the temptation comes, as the urges come, uh, Lord, as um, just he just feels like he's being swallowed up and just condemnation and guilt, any of those things, that, Lord, that you would minister to him, help him be free from these addictions, Lord, to keep his eyes on you, that he would know that you do love him. You want to do this work in his life. And there is freedom in Jesus. And Lord, that you would, by the power of the Holy Spirit, just help him to to be able to, to, to have victory over these addictions because there's nothing too difficult where you can't work. And I pray that you would encourage him, that he would have a group of believers that would support him and help him and love him in every way. And Lord, may you um, give him victory and strength and comfort right now and this time that he needs it. And Lord, that you would work powerfully in his life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Victor. You call any time. We'll be praying for you. All right. Appreciate it. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000 is the number to call and love to talk to you and pray with you. And, and you know, there's just a lot of the world out there, and the world is mean. And the world is, you know, in Matthew's Gospel, we were going over, you know, in chapter 14, uh, we were going over the story of John the uh, Baptist, you know, that was, you know, uh, martyred by Herod the Tetrarch, who, you know, had uh, his wife uh, Herodias' daughter dance before him, and and she asked for the head of John the Baptist. Many of you are familiar with that story, and just an ugly scene, a gross scene, and and um, carnality and drinking and all of that that was going on. And then you move into the story of Jesus feeding the multitudes on the hillside of Galilee, and and he gets into a boat, and he goes over to the other side, Bethsaida, which means the house of provision, and he gets out, and he sees the multitude that is there, and uh, he had compassion for them, and he would bring healing to them, and then he would feed them, and it's just a beautiful scene. Uh, One of the Gospels say that it was springtime. It was near Passover, and if you've ever been to Israel around the Sea of Galilee in the springtime, it's very green, wildflowers, very beautiful. And they sat down, 
you know, in the green grass. And it just reminds me so much of of what David uh, would write in Psalm 23, that familiar psalm that, that we all know, that, Lord, that you make me to lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside the still waters. You restore my soul. And as you consider that and you think about it, and I picture it, and Jesus here is feeding them, and he's healing them, and he'd been teaching them. And it's a beautiful scene. And the thing is, where would you rather be? Would you rather be on the hillside there in Galilee, you know, where the Lord is blessing and he's feeding and the compassion of the Lord is being shown? Or would you rather be at Herod's place? And what the world has to offer and what Jesus has to offer is two completely different things. You know, the place of carnality and partying and and drinking and all of that and the grisly scene, a gross scene. That's what the world has to offer eventually. Or in a place where, you know, the Lord is there and he sets his table there in the wilderness. And he wants to bless us so much to be in that place. Make sure you're in that place that you're being refreshed by the Lord and being blessed by the Lord in every way, um, that you allow him to uh, just minister to you and uh, feed you. And oh, it's so wonderful. And, and I know that for some of you, you're coming out of that. You're coming out of Herod's place. And the struggles are there. The consequences are there. And the Lord loves you and he sees you. And he wants to work in your life. Keep looking to him. And, and it's not just every hour you need him. It's like every minute of just calling out to him and looking to him and renew your mind with the word of God and uh, keep hanging on to him. Make sure you're in a good uh, church uh, where um, you are being fed and encouraged and prayed for and supported. You know, one of the things here at Calvary Greeley, we have a men's study that's starting uh, up on Tuesday nights here in the coffee shop. Just bring your Bible and the book of Philippians. Pastor John is taking taking a man through the book of Philippians and the ladies are meeting for a lady study. And, and it's so wonderful for us to, to have a place where we're, you know, studying the word of God and being encouraged and, and being around Christians that can help you. Well, I believe, let me look at where we're at. I think we have all open lines right now. Uh, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Maybe this, you've been wanting to ask a question and, um, or a prayer request. Uh, the text line is 720-336-0897, and you can text in a question. I'm going to uh, answer a question, and it is, My friend Allie would like to know if Calvary Chapel believes in speaking in tongues in the sanctuary, and usually without having the conversation that um, Paul gives very specific instructions. We do believe in the validity of the gifts, and that is also speaking in tongues as part of those gifts that are given to us. And and Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 begins to give instructions and, and guidelines when tongues are used in the corporate meeting. And he says something very important. He says, For he who speaks in a tongue, this is chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, verse 2, does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to man. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So Paul kind of sets the stage for that. And as he says that he who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to men, but speaks to God. And he who speaks in a tongue 
you know, uh, edifies himself. And also that, um, that we know that um, it's going to be speaking the praises of God. It's uh, speaking men to God. And you see that example in the scriptures, in the book of Acts, on the day of Pentecost. Uh, they were speaking in tongues. They were speaking the praises of God. And you see that example throughout the book of Acts. Um, prophecy, and there is prophecy here, the gift of prophecy, which, again, we believe in the validity of the gifts. Um, there is the foretelling of God's Word, the foretelling of God's Word. And as the Word of God is going forth, it's going to be bringing edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. That's the whole um, idea of, of the gift of prophecy being exhorted. So Paul, he gives guidelines. And one of the emphasis that he makes is that for prophecy to go forth in the corporate meeting, that that he seems to give a preference to that uh, because that's where men understand. Those who speak in a tongue, um, people don't, they don't understand. No one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So it's speaking the praises of God. He does give the case to where if tongues are used in the corporate meeting, that it is to be done one at a time, no more than two or three, and then an interpretation will follow. And what happens to some of the charismatic circles is that sometimes, as people will describe, is tongues, you know, everybody starts speaking in tongues, and, um, you know, and all this is going on. Paul gives very specific order. He says at the end of the chapter, let everything be done decently and in order. So speak one at a time, two or three in the corporate meeting, and then there needs to be an interpretation. Um, and the interpretation needs to be that tongues are men speaking to God. It's going to speak of the, the praises of God. It's going to speak of, you know, the worship of God, of, of just men speaking to God. So that's the corporate interpretation. And one of the things that I've said here at Calvary Chapel is if the Word of God, there is the um, foretelling of the Word of God that is going forth, the Holy Spirit is not going to interrupt himself. So here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, you won't hear tongues being spoken in the service, but um, it is something that Paul says um, that is a gift, and he gives the guidelines in the corporate meaning and um, he says all prophecy has to be uh, judged by the leadership, and then he gives the specific order in it. But, it's, you know, we place an emphasis on the teaching of the Word of God, and as the Word of God, a prophecy that is in the term of and definition of that there is the foretelling of God's Word, the Holy Spirit's not going to interrupt himself, and we do all things decently and in order. So hopefully that helps out. Hey, 303-690-3000, we got all open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897 if you want to text in a question or prayer request, and we're going to go to the text line because we got all open lines right now. And the question is on marriage, um, what validates a marriage? Uh, we used to do things differently than today. I'm just wondering what makes a marriage valid. Well, marriage, uh, the definition of marriage is a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And, and as we know the definition of marriage, we know that God does give, um, I believe, uh, the approval of um, the marriage ceremony, the public ceremony in the church. And also we know that um, the you know state recognizes that as you 
give a, a, a marriage license that is signed by the bride and the groom. And But the thing is, um, the marriage is between a man and a woman, and that's the biblical definition of marriage. So not knowing exactly uh, where uh, the text person wants to go with this, um, you know, marriage is something that God has ordained. And that's the thing to remember. God ordained marriage. Man didn't ordain marriage. God ordained marriage. Um, and man comes along and tries to redefine marriage. But it's between a man and a woman. And, you know, last year it was interesting during COVID, and some of you experienced this, that a lot of weddings got put on hold and uh, because of the restrictions. And they seem to be picking up. And we have uh, some weddings that are, are going to be taking place, you know, from those who come to the church. And I love being able to talk with couples about what God has for them, the definition of marriage, the roles of husband and wives, how they are to love each other, communicate to each other, uh, building a life in the Lord together. The Lord has all of that for us. And the roles of a husband is to love your wife as Christ loves the church. And for wives to be submissive to their husband as unto the Lord, submitting to one another in the fear of God and desiring to please God. And Paul in Ephesians 5 says that this is a mystery concerning Christ in the church, that he desires for our marriage relationship to be a picture uh, of us being the bride of Christ. And, you know, as we submit to him, it's a joy to submit to him and uh, how he loves us unconditionally as a bridegroom. He lays down his life for us. He he came and served. He uh, is everything for us. And so it is a picture of uh, a wonderful picture, as Paul says, of Christ in the church. So, um, and it is something that isn't always easy, but the Lord desires to bless your marriage and to, uh, you know, uh, for your love to grow for one another and and um, and it happens in the Lord. He's the foundation of it. All open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, love to talk to you. And let's go to, actually, we got a, a line that just came in, Desiree from Thornton. Desiree? Hi. How are you? I'm fine, Pastor. Thank you. I was you calling and asking, you know, if you could pray. um for dam- a family members, the Baca family, asking for prayers for them, and I'm asking for prayers for our new president, prayers for the world. We live in such a broken world, and mm-hmm. so important, we got to keep our eyes on God. Yep, got to keep our eyes on Him. And so, Father, I do, as we have some time here at the end of the show, just uh, I pray for uh, Desiree's family. I pray for the Baca family, and you know everything that's going on and their needs. And, and uh, Lord, um, I just pray that you would work in a way that you desire, that you would draw them to you, that you would bless them. Um, and, Lord, that there would be a look into you and, and every area of their lives in every way. And, and uh, Lord, you established a family. And we thank you for that. And the family, families are important to you. So, Lord, I just pray that uh, you would work in this family. You know every single one of them in just a wonderful, incredible way. Your word also says that we are to pray for those in authority, that your desires that all would come into the saving knowledge of the truth. 
And so, Lord, as we usher and have seen a transfer of power to a new president, we just pray, Lord, for our leaders. We pray for him. Uh, Lord, we just pray that there would be, Lord, a turning to you because our nation needs you, that we would turn away from our sins, that, Lord, that we would realize that you have blessed this nation, but, Lord, that somehow that you would press upon the hearts of our leaders and our president, uh, that, that, that truly they would come into the saving knowledge of the truth. And so, Lord, um, we just lift them up to you, um, our leaders in our state. And, Lord, that we as Christians, that, that we would pray, that we would seek you, that we would be a light, that we would give truth to others. Um, Lord, that uh, we would, um, we got the greatest news um, to give, that Jesus Christ is alive and he has provided salvation and forgiveness. I pray for a spiritual awakening in this land because we know that's the hope of this nation. And Lord, I do pray that you would just um, help us keep our eyes on you in these days because we can get so easily distracted into so many different things in so many different ways. And so, Lord, that you are the one um, that has saved us. You brought us into relationship with the Father, and we belong to a kingdom that will last forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. That's such a beautiful, powerful prayer. Thank you so much, Pastor. You bet. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, we're getting towards the end of the show, and, you know, it it is. You you know, we are in a new year. We have a new president, you know, and uh, there's uncertainty ahead for us, and it goes back to the very first text question that I got back. Should we be scared of what is ahead for us as Christians in 2021? And the answer is no. And as I answered that a little bit, and I just want to kind of finish up with it and come back to it, is that all throughout the scriptures, when times were very difficult, and um, that, you know, I think of, as I already quoted from Jesus, when he was born, and that night he was born, the word was, don't be afraid. And Caesar Augustus had made a decree that all the world should be registered for new taxes, and everybody was in transition, and people were afraid. And people were afraid there in Israel because Herod the Great was ruling, and he was a cruel man. Um, you couldn't protest against Caesar Augustus and the decree. Joseph and Mary had to go. And and Herod the Great, he was very paranoid. And, of course, we see that in the Christmas story. But the message was given. And even the people were afraid of the religious leaders um, that showed contempt for the people. And we're seeing that as we go through Matthew's gospel. But he said, don't be afraid of the angel were born unto you in the city of David, Savior, Christ the Lord, and good tidings of great joy to all people. And at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, because it's only going to be about two and a half months that we're going to be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It'll be here before we know it. And the very first message at the resurrection at that time, after a very dark time, uh, after Jesus' death and a dark Sabbath, and on the first day of the week, that the very first message to those women concerning the resurrection of Jesus Christ is don't be afraid. And we know that the message is given to us in the days in which we are living in is we don't have to be afraid because we have Jesus Christ and he's coming back. And there's a glorious plan that is is going to unfold that includes us. 
And, and the Lord wants to use us in these days. So we don't have to be afraid. We just have to be prepared. We, ha- we are to be watching and be discerning of the days in which we are living in. And what I hope and pray for all of us is that we would be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. God wants to use you. Do you know that? You are here for such a time as this. So keep growing in the Word of God. Be sensitive to the leading of the Lord to help out others. You know, when COVID first broke out, one of the emphasis was that, you know, help others, to serve others, even though we had restrictions. That never changes for a Christian. You look for those who are hurting, who have need, to be able to give a word of comfort, to show the light of Jesus Christ, to give the you know, truth to others, be a voice of truth, to speak the truth in love, um, because you may be the only gospel that they get to see, that person at work, that neighbor, old friends, whatever. And you can make a difference and allow the Lord to just use you in a powerful way in the days in which we're living in, because the Lord's coming back. There is a harvest that is coming. And um, and we get to be laborers that go out into the harvest. And Jesus said, pray for that, because the harvest is there. Not that it's going to be ready. It is ready. And, and pray for laborers that go out into the harvest. And that's what I hope that we do. You know, keep your eyes on the Lord, folks. Keep growing in the Word of God. You know, keep speaking the Word of God in your homes, parents, to your children as we got those calls today. That just bless me so much. Be praying for your kids. Be praying for the people that are linked to you in your life. So thank you so much. Had a great show today. Pray that you have a safe evening, everybody. Going to be with you again at the same time tomorrow. God bless you. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.